welcome Spirit Prophecy Church members and all of those that are watching on YouTube. Uh, so happy to have you join us because I'm going to continue to expose some of the error in the church, uh, specifically about those that are talk talking about portals. You're going to see a lot of video footage today, whether it's this morning from the 9.30 to 10.15 service or at the 10.30 service. So I just encourage you to watch the last week's session, both sessions, and also this one. But anyway, the question is, and the title of this talk is, when did the gospel become not good enough? Or when did the Holy Spirit become not good enough? You know, there's a saying that um, common sense isn't common anymore. I have certainly found that out the last couple of weeks on doing this research. I've had to research some things that I really didn't want to have to read, didn't really want to have to study just to bring you this message. But, um, you know, there's a message out there that's going around the globe, and it started here in America with some well-known ministers that have, I believe, they had to get to another planet, <laughs> so to speak, or another plane, a dimension, uh, divination, to conjure up stuff to get people to come into their doors, and so now there's these lies out with the lies about the portals and so forth. So when did the gospel become not good enough? When did Jesus become not good enough? When did the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit become not good enough? It's still good enough today. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Doesn't change. And so they've taken away Jesus' sacrificial death for our sins. To them, I believe, they're portraying anyway, that it's just not good enough. Uh, they're worshiping angels, not Jesus. The promise of eternal life in heaven is not good enough. They've got to have the pie in the sky in heaven. You've got to be able to have that portal to go to heaven to pull down what you want. Uh, it's, it's so blasphemous. It makes my heart ache. makes me cry. makes me angry. makes me sad. And I'm furious with so-called leaders and prophets, so-called prophets, that have done this. And I want to expose them and expose what I can I'm not going to be able to expose all of them. I have more names than you would ever want to know, but I will be exposing some of them to you during this teaching. Now, John 8, 32 says, and, the and ye shall know the truth, and the truth will what? It'll make you free, right? It's going to make you want to do the right thing. And for me, I want a spirit of truth. I've always wanted a spirit of truth. Stan's always wanted a spirit of truth. We've had to change our views on how we've taught things and brought things to the body of Christ because God was, mm, that's not exactly right. You need to go over here. I'm so sorry, church. We need to repent because we've taught you wrong. But that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Because we should always stay teachable. Nobody has all the answers. Nobody has all the truth. But if we want the truth, he will show us. He will make us want to do the right thing. And then John 8, 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall what? Be what? Free indeed. And that's me. And I feel free because I know I'm worshiping Jesus. I know that he's my God. He's my Savior. He's my King. He is the creator of the universe. He's the one. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, is who I worship. I don't worship angels. I don't want to have some portal over me. I don't want to go... Uh, astral projecting somewhere none of that kind of stuff and I pray that you don't either anyway I come with a sorrow sorrowful heart and I pray that God is going to release to you a sour a, sorry, sour, a sour put right 
<laughs> that too, but sorrowful heart because, you know, we, I can't do this on my own. I can't. And there's going to be people that are going to come and say, the universe is speaking to me today. They're going to use, when the great awakening happens or the great revival happens, you're going to have to know that they're really talking about some of these things I'm talking about today. There's some new age terms out there that we need to stay away from, be careful about, or we're so spiritual, you've got to be careful about those kinds of things. So I do come with a sorrowful heart, and I pray that God will put that inside of you to make you want to fight this battle with me. I know the battle belongs to the Lord, but we are the mouthpiece. We are the ones that give the direction, and we're the ones that show people the correct path. So it's up to you, not just me, to bring this. So how do we get here? Well, there's lies about the portals out there, and I know that probably by now many of you watching this, and those of you who are here, you've heard about those prophets that talked about the portals to heaven or opening up the portals of heaven. Uh, some big names out there, even in the music, Christian music, it has it out there. So this lies about the portal. There's lies about heaven. There's lies about the baptism of fire. I showed this last week. Uh, kind of got uh, tried to get corrected from somebody this last week about one of the persons I showed about about the baptism of the fire, and the guy's shaking all over. The people are shaking all over. They're that's uncontrollable. That's not the Holy Spirit. Now, if he had said, "I command that evil spirit out of them," if he cast it out, that'd be one thing. But instead, he's saying, they've got the, the baptism of the fire. They've got the baptism of the fire. That's not the baptism of fire. And I believe Stan's going to be starting to bring some messages about the fire because if you read about it, at least what it started showing to me, that there's he will baptize you indeed with water, but I come to baptize you in the Holy, Holy Ghost and with fire. And it continues on and it talks about the end time. So we need to be careful on some, we, just, we can't just stop where we want to stop in a verse, right? So we have to understand there's a lie out there about the baptism of fire. It's a cleansing, yes, but when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he starts cleansing you. <laughs> he starts burning off that flesh, right? And that can be painful, you know, truth hurts, right? That kind of stuff can be painful, but it's not about flopping around like a fish, slithering like a snake that's not the holy spirit and that's not the baptism of fire there's lies about worshiping angels there's lies about loved ones praying for you in heaven and waiting for you in heaven oh my goodness you know you uh, this is this is what saddens me too we have christians that are supposed to be well known versed in the word and they'll talk about their family members as if they're angels above them praying for them in heaven so that they'll come to be in heaven when they die. Or they're praying over them, protection over them. You know, such lies. But we're going to watch this, and I want because they're going, to, they're going to hang themselves. I don't have to. But I'm just saying, just be careful what you go pick up on the Internet. Uh, it talks about those people who uh, they witness to meet us in heaven. Some people that were led to the Lord by someone else in heaven, from heaven, or when that person who led them to the Lord or influenced them to the Lord goes to heaven, that they're, they're, they remember with gratitude yes. how they got there. Is that? Yes, they did. People who were won by certain people 
on the earth, whether it was at a crusade or just one-on-one -on, -one on the street, if, they won, if they're the ones who won your Jesus, you never forget that person. And they will so grab you and hug you when you get to heaven. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for taking the time to win me to Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be here if you hadn't done that. Sure. And they thank you adamantly. Also this, the same thing goes like we said before, that maybe you had, an, maybe you were angry at somebody. Maybe you had a fight. This is a good one. It happens a lot. People ask me this. If they had a really bad fight and they separated and were angry, and these were friends, and then the person died. This person can spend 20 years suffering uh, from guilt. That person in heaven is not thinking about that happening. They're up there wanting to bless you, wanting to let you know the love they're feeling. They have forgiven everything, even if you never get to hear them say Look that. They're forgiving you. Don't live your life being messed up because you were angry with them. Uh, I'm telling you, the minute they stepped out of that body filled with the life and the love of God, they forgave that. That's so so awesome. people always ask me, will they know if I say I'm sorry if they fought? I said, you can say it to them and they'll hear it. But the first thing they'll do when you get to heaven and say, I didn't even think about you it. You know, anymore. that's interesting that you say. There yeah. are places in heaven, though, where people can go and watch your life and really? declare over you, your family members. They're called portals. I've been there several times. It's this beautiful, open, big place inside of this building. And there's stairways going up and a balcony running. And your family member looks down. If they're living in heaven, they look down. They see you as close as the ceiling. And every year on your birthday, they go there and sing happy birthday so to you. So you're saying to them, they're right there. They're right here, yeah. Looking Boy, I stirred you. up the group because in here today. Because time or space. Now, heaven is way up away from here. But when they look down and they want to declare over you, sometimes they'll pray over you. They'll declare if it's a family member who's not born again, they will always declare. I declare my family member will become born again. They will not miss their destiny. They'll become the living testimony of the saving power of Jesus Christ. So if your grandmother's up there and you're not born again, you might as well give it up. If your mom's <laughs> up there praying, declaring with them, you better really give it That's up really because Jesus is going to get you. <laughs> that is so good. Okay, yeah, I stirred all of them up in here, and hopefully those of you watching on screen too. That's I'm a telling lie. you, yes, it is. A lie. Yes, well, you're going to hear a whole lot more book, lies. Book, chapter, and verse, please. I know this book, chapter, and verse. And did you notice her little her her um, little tag on her lapel? Says I don't do don't do demons. Well, they just yelled out in here is like the demons do her, and that's exactly right. <laughs> now we're going to continue to talk about. Um, abominable practices. I talked about some of them last week. We're going to continue to talk about some more today. But in Deuteronomy 18, 19, I'll just go through these again. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. We're not to do the abominations of these other gods, these false gods, these lying gods out there. And unfortunately, it's kind of intermingled into the body of Christ, into the church. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things that are abomination unto the Lord. An abomination, say abomination. That is not a nice word to God. He hates that word. It's worse than hate. It's, worse, there's a, it's a worse word than the word hate. 
and to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess, hearken unto observer of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. He's told us, do not go that route. It's for our protection. It's for us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus as our God. That's the name above all names, right? That's who we're supposed to follow and follow his book, not these uh, soothsayers out there. Now, um, let me see here. Mm, this is not. This went back to the beginning, Michelle. This went back to the beginning. I need to go to slide something like uh, 40-something. They're going to fix my PowerPoint right quick. But Stan, you know, is there anything that you'd like to say while they're fixing my PowerPoint? Well, first of all, we do have to, and for everybody watching and listening, we do have to be careful not to use their names because if we use their names, that, that can break the community, blah, 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 where you can't talk bad about other people. But on the other hand, as a prophet, it is her call, prophets are subject to prophets, but as a prophet, it's her call to be the police officer of the church, to be a correction arm of the church. And the Lord knows the American church certainly needs a healthy del- dosing of that. And so we pray that there will not be any, be any problems come with her speaking out because yes, this Lord. is what she's supposed to do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so... Uh, we'll continue now about the, some other abominations to the Lord. So Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5 says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spoke unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them, that what? Shall not. Shall not hearken unto the words of that prophet. So there's... Prophets that call themselves prophets that have become not of God anymore. All right? So there are prophets out there that are now serving the devil, in my opinion. Okay? And they, they, God is telling us, according to his word, that we're not to hearken unto their words anymore. Or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord that God proveth, thee, proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all thine heart, with all your heart, and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him. Have a reverence fear of him. I have a reverence fear of the Lord, and there's, that's one reason I do not even want to have any kind of closeness to any of this kind of stuff. I'll stay far, far away. I'll keep my mouth shut as far as when the son, I will not say thus saith the Lord unless I know that I know that I know that I know. And keep, I'm more like the Old Testament type prophet. Have you got that yet? I'm more like a, a fearful of God in a reverence way, and there's some New Testament prophets that's like, oh, I made a mistake, oh, well. Oh, well. I mean, that's their, that's their thoughts. Oh, it's okay. Or I just prayed it away. No. <laughs> you know, quit calling yourself a prophet then. Just be careful. So let me get may, that. I, may I address that? That yes, has sir. not been my experience, and I don't think that's been your experience. When we make a mistake, it is not, oh, well. Oh, no. It, it oh, is. No. It no. is, oh, hell is about to land upon yeah, my head exactly. by the Spirit of the Lord is going to be bringing correction to me. Yes. Harsh and immediate. Apparently they don't get that same kind and of correction. I, <laughs> I fear 
the Lord. I understand. Amen. I fear the Lord. Amen. Uh, okay. For he has spoken to you to turn away from the Lord your God, if that happens, which he brought, out, brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to trust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shall thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. Now let's talk about, we've, we've talked about some of the other abominations uh, last week. And one of them now is consulter with familiar spirits, which happens quite a bit, especially in the prophetic. So they have to be, it's a very fine line, have to be very, very careful. A consulter with a familiar spirit is one who, is, who contacted a spirit of a person who has died. Uh, Hebrew terms seem to suggest one that is able to contact a spirit dwelling in himself. So I'm going to be reading a lot today because I want you to see the truth, not just my words, okay? They claim that the second residing spirit was able to speak through them and reveal unknown truths. Now in Acts 16:16 16, it says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Now there's wizards. It's not just in the movies. It's not fake. It is real. That's why we have to be careful what we allow our children to see, right? Harry Potter, that kind of stuff, be careful. Uh, there's wizardry, and they'll learn wizardry just by watching that or reading it. If you like that stuff, throw it away. Burn it. Well, you're harsh, Leslie. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I certainly am. I'm not delicate, they say. I know that much. Now, what's a wizard? Wizards are supreme magic users, uh, magic that permeates the heavens. They cast spells. They use subtle deception, get you caught up right into the uh, slithering like a snake yourself. They use mind control. Their magic conjures monsters or friends from other planes of existence, glimpses of the future, open portals to other worlds, or those open portals, what they call the heaven. Now, Gonna jump ship just a little bit because it's, there's people out there that are gonna try to get you to worship angels. So, what does the Japanese kanji mean? Mao or Emadeo is the Japanese name for the god of the underworld. It's a worshiping of God, and uh, I was told this morning that the O on the, the, the last word Emma means big, huge, the, the supreme God. So, just remember that when they're when they're talking about Emma. Uh, this guy was introduced to an angel named M.O. by this other guy. You can read it on the screen, the formal mystic. And this person, again, was involved with a, a movement in Canada who he, this, that had done a lot of horrible things to, to young women. He got exposed, was kicked out of ministry, but he was, you know, called back into ministry a couple times. But anyway, so he, they use manipulation and lies and say, Jesus told me to tell you to strip, or Jesus told you to tell me to sleep with you, or sleep with, sleep with them, and stuff like that. And they do that. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's just manipulation and control. So, so if you don't know, it says this is what their words are. If you do not know who M.O. is, you're in for a shock. This person in his own testimony related how he began to heal on stage. See, does the enemy come in with a lying sign of wonder and use healing to make me think it's, it's Jesus? Unfortunately, he does. And they get them to worship the lie and worship the, the, the evil one instead of God. So be careful because it does happen. Uh, who's this Emma? He said he introduced this other guy to the knowledge of the female angel named Emma O. And he said this power, his power 
this one that was teaching him about MO, came from Emma. Uh, they're working with really demonic forces. This was captured in a video where this guy's scooping in the air, pulling down as he bells, angels, 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 they're worshiping angels. Let's watch this. Angels of healing. Listen to the music. That they would be released out of the heavens. And I want you to lift up your voice and call down the angels. Just angels, angels. Come on, God, send them. Angels, angels, angels. Come on, God, send them. Angels, angels, angels. Come on, God, send the angels. Come on, send the angels, Father. Send the angels, Father. Angels, angels. Send the angels. Heavy metal music. say Jesus 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 and Galilee and Galileans <laughs> yeah yeah I was kind of up late last night well actually up early early this morning so let me try the word again Galatians how about that Galatians 1 8 says but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you that which we have preached unto you, let him be what? Accursed. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. This is the truth. It happens. I don't like it, but we cannot be caught off guard. We have to keep our guard up all the time, especially in the days that we are living in and the days that we're going to come into. Now, this was um, the angel Emma. This happened on May the 29th, 2008. And you can see where it came from. So let me say what it says. Now let me talk about an angelic experience with Emma. This person asked this other guy to about this angel that was in the, in the 1980s in a certain city. He says, have you ever seen the angel by the name of Emma? He asked me if, if, he, was expected, if, if he expected that this angel was appearing to me. And I said, well, who's that? He told me that Emma was the angel that helped birth the start of the whole prophetic movement. He said, she glided into the room. She. Have you ever heard through the Bible ever be an angel that's referred to as a she? Never. First clue. Okay. She glided into the room emitting brilliant light and colors. Emma carried these bags and began pulling gold out of them. Heard anywhere where there's like, uh, where they have the gold dust falling down in these different places? Hmm. Who are they calling? Are they calling on Emma O? This underworld God? Think so. Then as she walked up and down the aisles of the church, she began putting gold dust on people. Hmm. God, what is happening? I asked. The Lord answers. It's not really the Lord. It's the lie. But this is what they say. The Lord answers. She's releasing the gold, which both the revelation and the financial breakthrough that I'm bringing into this church. 
I want you to prophesy that Emma showed up in this service, the same angel that appeared in Kansas City, as a sign that I'm endorsing and releasing a prophetic spirit in the church. See, when angels come, they always come for a reason. We need to actually ask God what the purpose is. Within three weeks of that visitation, the church had given me the biggest offering I'd ever received to the point and to my point in that ministry. See, people are seeking out flying signs and wonders, and they will give. They'll pull off jewelry. They'll pull everything out of their pocket. They'll give the deeds to their homes. They'll give out a car. This happens. Within three weeks of that visitation, the church had given the biggest offering I'd ever received to that point in my ministry, thousands of dollars, thousands. Even though the entire community consisted of only 3,000 people, only 3,000 people in that little community. Hmm. During the visitation, the pastor's wife got totally whacked by the Holy Ghost, he says. She began running around barking like a dog. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. Not. Running around barking like a dog or squawking like a chicken as a powerful prophetic spirit came on her. See where I get so angry? Also, as this prophetic anointing came on her, she started getting phone numbers of complete strangers. Hmm. Familiar spirit operating here? Yeah. Charmer, divination. She started calling them up on the telephone and prophesying over them. She would tell them that God gave her their phone number and he would give them words of knowledge, complete strangers. And then this angel started showing up the church. In Colossians 2.18 says, Let no man beguile you of your reward as in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. God warns us against that. All right, now, what about a necromancer, someone that calls up the dead? Uh, this happens in the church, okay? This happens, in, uh, unfortunately, in the prophetic sometimes because they're, they're calling on the wrong God. It's one who pretends to call upon the dead, or actually they're actually calling upon the dead. This is, a, this is a definition. Believe that from the dead special knowledge can be acquired that is otherwise unavailable to man. You know, there's some churches that go out there and they'll lay on the, lay on the graves or have a straw sucking up to think the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit from uh, these, be these great healers from the past. Grave sucking, what they call it. I mean, what happened to common sense? Um, person who uses witchcraft or witchcraft or sorcery, especially to reawaken the dead people or to foretell the future by communicating with them. You know, when I was young, <laughs> my every time on, when Sundays or when we would um, go to church or we had church at home, we would um, go out to eat. My dad would take us usually almost every Sunday out to the country club. And so we had to pass by, well, it was probably a mile, two miles, pass by uh, the cemetery in Odessa, Texas. And I had heard somewhere that you must hold your breath. If you, if you go into, if you pass by a cemetery, because for every second that you're driving in by a cemetery, you'll lose a second off your life. So, excuse you, <laughs> so it scared me as a young kid, and so I'd go, <gasps> turn blue by the time we're done getting to the cutter club and so one day my dad decided he was going to teach me a lesson he turned in there so he started driving around down up in there and i'm like finally i was like dad i'm gonna die sooner because of you 
you know, so, yeah, just nothing but nonsense, of course. But as a kid, I took it to heart that that's really what would happen. I was not going to communicate with the dead, ever. Um, a person who uses witchcrafts are sorcery. They, they're people that foretell the future by communicating with them. Practice of magic or black magic involving communication with the dead, either by summoning their spirit, apparitions, visions, or raising them bodily for the purpose of divination, imparting the means to foretell future events, discover hidden knowledge to bring someone back from the dead, or to use dead as a weapon. Sometimes referred to as death magic, the term may also be sometimes be used in a more general sense to refer to black magic or witchcraft. Early necromancy was related to and most likely evolved from shamanism, which calls upon spirits such as the ghosts of ancestors. Are we seeing a trend now, unfortunately, in the body of Christ that's really portraying a lot of what the shamans, shamans do? Shamanism, right? That's what they're doing. All right, spiritism. This means immortal spirits travel from one body to another. Humans communicate with spirits through seances and mediums. But the Bible forbids us about spiritism. As the Lord's children, we are not to attempt to make contact with the spirits. And Leviticus 19.31 says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. In Leviticus 20, verse 6, it says, And the soul that turneth after such have, have, as hath familiar spirits, and after wizards, to go whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul, and will cut him off from among his people. Galatians 5.20, Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, immolations, wrath, strife, Seditions, heresies, all those things are abomination unto God. In Second Chronicles 33, 6 says, And he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. And, and also he observed times and used enchantments and used witchcraft and dealt with a familiar spirit and with wizards. He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. It provokes the Lord to anger. We do not want to provoke the Lord to anger on ourselves, do we? So spiritism is any contact with souls of the departed is being in contact with demons. And when you just watched a video, what is she doing? She's contacting the souls of the departed. Uh, spirit world is off limits to us for our own protection. So this open heaven concept, the lies they want you to believe. This has to do with CERN. Tell me, this is a portal opening up. Oh, yeah. That's just insane. Nope. See the building's been sucked up. What is that? demonic spirit uh, so I'm just telling you that's the, the kind of portals that those so called Christians are doing that was CERN but that's the kind of portals they're trying to open there's a small right now and they're opening them all over the world hmm you want them to be near you tell them to stay away from my house you might get kicked in the jaw open heaven defined by the website this came from King Jesus Global an open heaven is a spiritual portal. 
It can also be defined as a gate, a window, a door, etc. Everything God does, he does it under an open heaven. When the heavens are open, that is when we work by faith. Working by faith brings the invisible to the visible. It brings things from the spiritual dimension to the natural dimension, from the supernatural to the natural. Now, there was some, while there's some truth to this, there's people that are worshiping it into the wrong way, right? And they're also thinking as if I'll just go to heaven and I'll just pull out of there, out of that throne room, anything that I want to bring, and then I'll see it here on earth. They think they're doing that. Um, you know, I, I, guess, I guess in a way I have an open heaven, okay? I go to the Father in the name of Jesus and I pray. And guess what? I get my answer. Um, the mystery of an open door. An open heaven means we are there right now. That's what they say. It's an invitation to realize we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. In other words, you can just go sit up there on Jesus' lap, or the Father's lap for that matter. But Ephesians 2, 6 says, And God raised us up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. They're manipulating and using Scripture for their advantage. Uh, it is a perception or perspective of having already achieved. In other words, it's already been achieved, so you can just go ahead and go do it now. Um, it's, 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 I mean, again, it's, if, you, if you're not watching P's and Q's on your own, you can be caught up into believing a lie. Um, it says, Jesus has already made the journey for us, and, and our spiritual endowment is a finished work seated in him. He's already done it. You can just go up there now, do what you want to do. Where did this come from? The open heaven concept is a false teaching that has been making its rounds for a number of years. It fundamentally teaches that the heaven and its many blessings were open to the likes of Jacob, Moses, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Paul, and John, etc. And therefore, since believers today are like such believers mentioned in the Bible, then heaven is miraculously open to the believer today as well. It teaches that heaven is near to earth for all those that believe. It speaks of such things as the seer anointing. When the heavens are open, the believer or the seer has free access to everything in heavenly realms, a free flow of God's abundant graces. Doesn't talk about repent, doesn't talk about a sinful nature of man at all. Now, I don't know how long I'm going to play this because I don't want you to get into a trance. And so I just want you to focus, listen to some of the lies so you can be aware when someone starts talking to you about things like she's saying, this person. Um, but I'll probably, it's kind of long, so I'll probably stop it before the end. All your pets will be there. They'll be waiting to greet you, eating your food at your table. Your family members will all have gifts for you. For every year you've been apart, they will get a gift that represents that year and put it in your mansion. After your welcome home party in the throne room, which could last for quite a while. <laughs> your family will come get you and take you to your own mansion. Then they'll have another celebration. Everybody laughs and filled with joy to see all the ones they loved before. Little tiny babies they never got to raise. They get their children given to them to raise. So Kat 
Um, well, pro those of you who don't know, the Lord's been taking her to heaven for several years and showing her things and bringing her back and allowing her to share. This with will us. repeat so a little bit just, just because of how the video was edited, but just hang in there for a minute. I know why Jesus loved him so much. I know why he wanted to be with him. I know why he went away to the mountain to spend time with him. I know how hard it was for him to leave home and come here. Okay? He was not poor. He didn't live poor. Say, Jesus was not poor. He became poor when he left heaven. Because heaven is certainly not poor. There's nothing poor up there. Nothing. Splendor and wonder and beauty. You couldn't afford to build the house that your mansion that your mother lives in. You wouldn't even have the right substances to make it. The walls sing. Literally, they sing. They leave, go on tours, come back, they sing hello to them. The trees uproot themselves and they come and sit in your house and be your friend for a while. You'll go back to the friendly forest. Is this okay? It's not going to be normal. No, you can't be normal. You've been going to heaven for 20 years. You'd be normal to heaven. They tell funny stories a lot. Bob Jones hasn't stopped. Most people, when they go there, no matter how they were here, they're all happy. They love jokes. They love to tell funny stories, hear funny stories. They love it. They make plans for people before they come. Had enough? They knew Paul was coming. You'll see her more in a minute with some more nonsense. So I won't bore you with any more of her nonsense. As is typical of messengers of false teaching, there's truth in part, but they twist, turn, and torture Scripture to piecemeal their doctrine together. We'll see that. In the open heaven concept, for instance, does this with Jacob's dream in Genesis 28, 12 to 13, where Jacob observed a ladder coming down from heaven with angels ascending and descending, and God at the top of the ladder in his life was changed. You know, they're saying they go up to heaven. You know, Jesus is the one that ministers to us, right? We can call on him. We don't, have, we don't just go up there and go sit on his lap and say, Daddy, 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 will you give me, give me, give me? But that's a lot of what they teach. Another example in the New Testament, Saul, who later was renamed Paul, who had an encounter with God on Damascus Road. Heaven came down to earth and transformed Saul's life forever. But Jesus transformed the life forever. Also, there's John who had an open door to heaven, and in his vision, he entered the throne room of God. His visions. Right? There are numerous other texts as well. True facts are represented, but the reader should notice that in each example, God sought the person out, not the other way around. God initiated activity, not man. That's what happened in the Bible. God initiates it, Right? Jacob never sought to have a specific dream. Paul definitely wasn't trying to be saved, and John wasn't attempting to have a spiritual revelation, right? Uh, proponents of open heaven tell their followers to seek such experiences today. This person that I previously talked about um, in an earlier video with this revival that took place in, in Florida and also a leader in Canada, 
Um, it believes that heaven is a place where a believer can experience and encounter God miraculously each and every day. In other words, you can just go on up to heaven and enjoy yourself. He reportedly has had visions, trances, and encounters with cherubim and seraphim and experiences of thunder and lightnings too. Remember about that, the thunders and lightnings. Uh, there are other in the charismatic circles such as you can see on the screen. These are some that you need to be watchful for, at least in my opinion. It's a false teaching that tells us followers to seek more experiences rather than to seek the biblical will of God as shown in Scripture. In many ways, it's just a repackaged form of health, wealth, and prosperity doctrine. That's my opinion. Paul knew about and addressed such things, let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism in the worship of angels. In other words, they tell you to worship angels. Going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind. Or um, they'll talk about... Um, a certain beat of music, a certain sound of music so that you can make your way to heaven, open the portal to heaven, uh, frequencies, energies, all those kinds of things. While there's truth in part, there's a lot of evil involved. In Colossians 2.18, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels and treating those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshy mind. Here's just some pictures if you just were to do a research about open heavens. Uh, there's lots. There's a lot about it. There's a lot in the Christian community, and then there's a lot with uh, psychics also talking about open heavens. They come across as genuine Christians, talk about Jesus. Not my Jesus. I have a reverent fear of of my Lord. They come across very passionate. Makes you want to think of them as, wow, they must have a close relationship with Jesus because he lets her go and sit on his lap or lets her go up there and have cotton candy. I think I'm kidding. You'll see. (laughs) Say the right thing for those that do not know the word of God. But again, even if, You do not know the Word of God. Even if you're a new believer in Christ, I do believe there's something that the Lord has put inside all of us when we were born, and that's common sense. Just have a little bit of common sense. Unfortunately, it's like being lost. People just walk in, and the music they're playing, they just get into a trance immediately. Y'all have the compassion like I do to tell the truth because it's like really bothersome to me. They state they love Jesus. Um, However, connection to shamanism is at the very least of what they do. All right, now it's time for praise and worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and spread out and give glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. He is King of Kings. Lord, we worship you. From the inside out, Lord, let our hearts cry out to be a sweet sound into your ears. In Jesus' name. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing. With mighty hand and outstretched arms, 
love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, His love endures. Come on, sing and praise. Lift your hands. Sing praise. Hallelujah. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. And by the grace of God, He'll carry on. His love endures forever. Sing praise, hallelujah. Sing praise. Sing praise. He will never forsake us. He will never leave us. Singing forever. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever and ever, forever. Yes, His love endures forever. Come on, sing it. His love endures forever. His love endures. His love endures. You proclaim it and speak it into existence. His love will never forsake us. Sing praise. Hallelujah. Sing praise. to him and give him the praise hallelujah by the stripes upon his back are the reasons we are healed Jesus you're the only answer to the darkness you're the only right among the wrong you're the only hope among the chaos you are the voice that carries me on Louder than every light My sword in every fight The truth will chase 
away the night. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty it won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Yes, it is. Your name is power. I know it is written, hope is certain. I know that the word will never fail. And I know that in every situation, you speak the power to prevail Louder than every light My sword in every fight The truth will chase away the night Your name is power over darkness Freedom for the captives Mercy for the broken and the hopeless Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty, it won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Hallelujah. Your name is power. When you speak, you scatter darkness, light arrives in heaven opens. Holy Spirit. Let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe that change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. When you speak, you scatter darkness. Light arrives in heaven opens. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, you church awakens. We believe that change is coming. Come on. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let us see it. Your name is power in the darkness. Freedom for the captives. Mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle. Glory in the struggle. Mighty. Won't let us down or fail us Cause your name is power Hallelujah Your name is power There is power in the name of Jesus Hallelujah Thank you Lord Jesus Mighty King of kings and Lord of lords my Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. And all of my days, and I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter.
spirit and unity and in truth and worship your mighty name king of kings and lord of lords amen someone here have a, a like a toothache yeah okay um i need um um melissa and bob can y'all go pray for michelle for me you may be seated
watch the toddler of your dog. <laughs> Leslie and I were talking about this. It seems that many people out there have lost their way. Many churches have lost their way. And the day has arrived when people not endure sound doctrine. They've heaped to themselves or hired to themselves teachers having itching ears that will preach to them what they want to preach. And that's the reason she's talking today about when did the gospel become not enough. And I think that a lot of people are looking for signs and wonders, and they're looking in all the wrong places. The gospel is still good enough. So today we say, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. And Lord, this congregation wants you, wants your truth. Even if it hurts, we are willing to endure sound doctrine. And Lord, while we know that probably many of these ministries she's about to speak about are not going to hear, they're not going to be watching, and even if they watch, they will reject it. The message is really going to those people that really have a question, that are really seeking the correct path to you. Lord, we ask you to show them the correct path. Help them to find the narrow way. Lord, I ask for your anointing upon Prophet Leslie. The words she should come out would be of you that she would speak straight from the throne and that we would receive it and that there would not be any repercussions from the platforms as a result of what she says, but there would be blessings upon her and this congregation. They would continue to send in more people into this congregation that we can minister to, more of our family in Christ. Send them in, Lord. We ask for your anointing on Leslie in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Yes, so the question still is, when did the gospel become not good enough? Or when was the, when the name the Holy Spirit, when did that not become good enough? Uh, as I'm making this talk today, or t- speaking this talk today, for those of you that are here, if you, you should have near you like a 3 by 5 card. If you have a comment or a question, uh, hopefully we'll have a, we can take a few like at the end. Uh, so make sure you write down your question or comment, and we'll try to get that answered. Um, and Stan, you know, I pray, I do pray that there's some of these big names out there that will repent because that will go a long ways to helping others to turn from their wicked ways. So, Lord, I just I call upon one of these big-name ministers that are doing this wrong and this, believing this lie to repent and come forth. In the name of Jesus, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you'll just convict them in Jesus' name. Again, they've taken away the reason, the reason that we have Jesus, our God. You know, they say that to me, that what they're saying, they might not be saying these words, but this is what they're preaching in a sense because they're just talking about these portals to heaven and get up there and get whatever you want. Um, They're taking away Jesus' sacrificial death for our sins, like it's not good enough anymore. You know, the gospel is still good enough. Yes. Amen? Thank you. And the promise of eternal life in heaven, they don't think it's good enough anymore, but I do. Amen. And it's not about the pie in the sky. It's about truth, knowing who the truth is, knowing that it's Jesus, knowing that he forgave us of our sins, 
know that we can get in his word, know his word, study his word, follow his word. That's what we need to do. Not these soothsayers out there, not these sorcerers out there, not those that are following after the demonic uh, forces, but those of you that really want to know who Jesus is and follow his ways, that's what the truth is. That's the truth. It'll make you be free. Again, I come with a sorrowful heart to bring this message. I pray that you get on board with me because you're going to hear these kind of comments. You're going to hear them from uh, what you thought was a good Christian, strong Christian out there. They're going to talk about the great awakening or the great revival that's coming. They're going to say that, uh, that they're opening up portals to heaven and they can just, they, there's, there's, a lot of it's just mysticism. How do we get here? There's lies about portals. There's lies about the open heaven. There's lies about the baptism of fire. There's lies about worshiping angels. And there's lies about the loved ones praying for you in heaven and waiting for you in heaven. There's lies of them saying that they're angels watching over you now. Those are lies. That's not a truth. Now, let's talk about the peacock because you're going to see this not only with um, psychics, but you're going to see this in those of, that are bringing these type of messages about the peacock. Uh, the peacock symbolism and medium, meeting was totem, spirit, and omens. Uh, it's, it's in Hinduism. The peacock remains in Lakshmi's presence, the goddess of good compassion, fortune, and fortitude. He also has a connection with Hindra, the god of rain and thunder, and remember that, and of lightning. Uh, they're, they're, they talk about lightning as if it's a wonderful thing. I'm saying when you do something wrong, we say lightning strike here, <laughs> right? Um, whose waters give a new look and life to the earth. In the ancient Greek and Romans, the meaning of the peacock tail is the eyes of stars. So remember this. So um, this woman... is going to talk about the peacock feather and why you need to have them in your house. Now, I love peacock feathers. I think they're beautiful, but I certainly won't worship them for the things that she says. She's also going to be talking about... I borrowed this. The unicorn. See what she says about the unicorn. We know it's, you know, a mystical thing. We know that girls till about age 10 think they're kind of cool. You know, right? But we know the truth. They don't worship them. We should never worship them. But let's see what this one says about it. Moreover, the eye-shaped mark on its tail of the peacock indicates opening your third eye, the chakra, discovering your psychic gifts and reconnecting with your higher self. When you look at the shamanic traditions, the peacock animal spirit is a healer, or it's a spirit animal. So tonight I'm going to talk about two of the mystic images of God, and maybe even a couple ways he uses them, or why he uses them. One, of course, is the peacock feather, and you've heard me probably talk about this before. The peacocks were created on the earth to actually be a representation of the living creatures who are the closest thing to the Father's throne. There's four of them on each uh, corner of the throne. They stand and look at him, and they begin to worship. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And let me tell you, the throne room shakes when that happens, and the Father sits in the midst of that. 
In case you did not know, at the Father's throne, and His Son sits right next to Him, at His right hand, the Father's throne is in the middle of the throne room. It's not on the back wall, like you're like a mile away from Him. It's right there, it's high and lifted up, and all of God's children who live in heaven surround the throne, dancing and celebrating. But right around His throne are the four living creatures. They have eyes like this one right here similar to this one they have an eye in every feather of their wings they have six wings and they are amazing they're huge they have eyes even in their body they have gossamer gowns that means you can kind of see through them you see thousands of eyes uh all over in the front of their body in the back you know even um in their face they have some eyes even in their arms and their hands by the way their arms and hands look very liquid like not necessarily like ours or like solid. And so, just hearing some revelation tonight about Heaven and Father. He loves peacocks. And so they represent the living creatures on the earth. That's why he put an eye right here, this beautiful eye. By the way, these are all throne room colors. that are all over in his, uh, in his throne room. Teals, vivid, uh, like cobalt blues, purples, gold. And there's some emerald green. It's just beautiful colors in the throne room. But these living creatures, maybe 70, 80 foot high, uh, they surround the throne all the time, usually with their backs to you. And we have Christians that are believing this nonsense. Worshiping nonstop. The peacock feathers are also symbols in this kingdom age because it's the Father, and you know His kingdom is heaven, right? Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. That's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're in the kingdom age. This Listing also the is scripture. a kingdom age symbol. It's, you notice more and more maybe that it's on products. It's on a lot of fabrics. It's on apparel. It's on everything right now. Peacocks are really everywhere in the marketplace. That's because eventually what God is doing or the, or the images he is releasing from heaven are caught uh, by the mind of man to create witty things, and that's by believers and secular people alike. Those are the ones who don't necessarily know God. But this is a beautiful image, one of the mystic images of God. Hear that word? This is definitely a mystic, one of God's mystic images and symbols, something that represents something about him. The, the unicorn is mentioned nine times in the Word of God. It's in the Old Testament. And that is true. It's in the New Testament. We'll it's find out amazing. what it means. And uh, it represents strength, agility, majesty. The Father talks about His unicorn. And it talks about the strength of His horn. I'm going to point to the horn. I don't think I need to point to it. It's right here. It's beautiful. And the Father actually has many unicorns um, around heaven. You know, I think I've told you before that Jesus has this beautiful horse with rainbow colors in him. That horse's name is Lightning. And Holy Spirit is a literal being. Although he's uh, invisible to your eyes, he has an appearance. I call it the appearance of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I see fire just lapping all the way around the outside of his image. You can see where his head is and... His, uh, his body is awesome. Sometimes it's rainbow colors swirling like a, like a tornado or a whirlwind. It even talks about the Holy Spirit being a whirlwind in the Word. So those are maybe just a couple more images that are in heaven. 
But, but the unicorn is not a fantasy. It's in many fantasies and people think it is, but it's not. They literally do exist. She even goes on to say that Jesus' horse is the unicorn. Yeah. All right, so let's find out what unicorn in the Bible means. It is, she is right, it is, it's mentioned nine times, but it's not unicorn like little toy unicorn over here. You can see, you can find it in uh, the different passages. The original Hebrew word is ram. Later versions use the phrase wild ox. The original Hebrew word basically means beast with a horn. One possible interpretation is a rhinoceros. But since the Hebrew ta'afafa in Numbers 23-22 refers to more than one horn, it's likely that the translators infer a wild and powerful but recognizable animal for their versions. Whether the ram refers to a rhinoceros or an auroch, which is an extinct long-horned wild ox or some other horned animal, the image is the same, that of an untamable, ferocious, powerful wild animal. We do know, what we do know is that the Bible is not referring to the mythological unicorn. The horse with a horn creature of fairy tales and fantasy literature. It is highly unlikely that the King James Version translators believed in the mythological unicorn. Rather, they simply used the Latin term that described a beast with a horn. Cat Kerr. Kerr is an author and speaker. Her bio says, since 1996, she has been caught up by the Spirit of God. And one of the places I was taken to is a, a place in heaven where Notice it snows her shirt. all the time. It snows it all the snows time. It snows all the time, but you have to remember, I'm talking about heaven, not the earth. The snow is alive. When you make a snowman in Christmas town in heaven, it is alive. Hmm. When you make a snowman in Christmas town in heaven, it is alive. And he said, can I have a house made out of candy? Oh. You know, everybody, every child wants their house made out of candy. And the best part is you can eat it and it comes right back because it's heaven. There's a whole place called Jello Land in heaven. It really does exist. There's houses made out of candy. They're made out of all kinds of things. I know there's chocolate waterfalls probably would be a part of that mansion made out of candy. Uh, you can just go jump out in the waterfall and drink the chocolate or swim in the chocolate. Chocolate waterfalls. And so, yes, in, in the Jello Land part of it, people will reach out and they'll take, you know, a bite of the house or take a handful of the house and eat it, and then it comes right back. You can bounce in the Jello Land houses also. And uh, so, uh, let me tell you, I will say this Jesus Christ does have a soft part in his heart for sweets. Yeah, Willy Wonka. Okay, so, you know, I spoke in Missouri back in April. And I had, um, I mentioned a peak-haired prophet lady, do not listen to her. And at the break, these two women came up to me, you mean her? And I said, yes, I mean her. They started crying. They're like, she's not telling the truth. I said, no. And this was before I even did more research than I have had now. I'm like, no. They started crying. So we here at the Spirit of Prophecy, we could laugh because this is so stupid. Right, because we have common sense, but we have a whole body of Christ out there that are paying attention to this woman and others like her and others that are going to, and I mentioned the name earlier. I should probably not mention it again. Stan's looking at me. But, um, but um, it starts with an E, 
in the first word, and the second word starts with an L. How about that? You don't pay, don't go there to that that blasphemous website. Streams. They have it's called something E. Streams. Okay. Yeah. So they are they they are promoting most of their their so-called prophets. They follow this one. They invite her in. Um, she's very well known. Uh, she, the reason for her pink hair is because it's Jesus culture. It's what they do in heaven. And so the reason she also does pink hair is because she's, God kept her in the, the hidden for a long time. Now he wants her to be brought out. That's what she says. Hmm. So here's some more of her statements. Says there's restaurants in heaven. There's art galleries. Why? There's sports arenas. There's movie theaters. Yeah, we have a lot of great movies that we should watch up in heaven. <laughs> um, there's amusement parks. You just saw some. You can go jump on the Jello in Jello Town uh, and eat it. And while you're eating it, it'll just reproduce itself, and you can continue to get fat, I guess, up in heaven. Uh, there's food made from light. You could go shopping. <laughs> Woohoo! I didn't think I was going to get to do that, Stan. Uh, they put gifts in the mansions for those who will soon arrive. The sky in heaven is many colors. Now, this book here, Heaven is a Real Place, it's from a psychic. It's mysticism, and I, it's a medium. And I, unfortunately, I had to read this for the research. I actually bought it. We'll burn it soon. As soon as I'm done with this teaching today, I'm done with it. It's in the fire. But this came, but I want you to see how closely this is related from a psychic medium and what does she say in her book. And I'm giving you excerpts from her book, literally, that I typed up exactly how she had in there. Now, this came from her books. You can see it's 81 and 92. Spirits love to tell me who came to pick them up. For years, I've had reading after reading after where spirits have told me who was there to pick them up at the pickup point. It can be a family member or a friend, but always someone who they have loved. They're going to be there to pick you up. Uh, often this knowledge not only brings peace for the spirit on arrival, but also for my client to be told someone close to them took over their loved one to the spirit. Once we have been picked up and taken over by our loved one, we are then able to meet up with our spirit family on the other side. Everyone we have loved will come to see us and throw us a huge welcome party. Yeah. Kalita had a question. She's worded it a couple different ways. She lost her sister in January. Uh, Kalita um, is an assistant to one of our writers, so she's connected to the prophetic. But she says, our loved ones go to, the, to a portal, and they declare over us, declaring for their unsaved ones. What it, she wants to know what kind of authority that carries on earth. And she also asked at the same time, she said, uh, we, when we gather with the family and are sad about my sister going to be uh, to heaven, would she, her sister, see that? And how would she feel when she looks down and she sees us being sad? Is her, she wants to know if her sister is sad when she sees that. Um, um, no, not really. You mean the ones in heaven? Right. No one, no one is sad in heaven. There is no sadness at all nobody is sad they're living with life itself they're living in the presence of god <laughs> they've already been shown some of the future for their loved ones on the earth so oh, really? they're excited i'd have to say everyone in heaven is excited especially right now because they know about the big shift that god's going to do hear that word um 
they're not sad when they when they when that's they, when what they they're trying to bring in great things god is doing but you have to remember even if someone's not doing something right they see holy spirit they really? see the angels of the person they see the activities going on in the spirit that god is moving towards those people to bring them to him so when somebody from heaven looks down it's not like you just looking across the street it's not like that and they're living in an atmosphere of even beyond hope truth and they know that if especially if they stood for that person and back to the first thing where they're declaring over the family members it has a great effect on that person if you spoke over your family members while you were on the earth even though you're in heaven the words you spoke are right here going around them it's like i walk past people I'll hear voices around them that is their family members declaring really? for them. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't forget you. Trust me. They're oh, like they're declaring it. over you to know Christ, to become a, a believer, and that they will see you again. They'll see you in heaven one day. And those words, what happens is when someone's on the earth praying for them, and in heaven they're declaring over them, they get caught in the smack of those declarations and then it increased this is how heaven does it boy if you knew how they really fully operated i don't have time to tell everybody everything but the way they operate in heaven is magnificent it is absolutely magnificent god takes every opportunity to draw somebody to him and you use many different ways on the earth but those in heaven absolutely will go to a portal boy and, she's uh, got imagination me, like nobody ever seen so i could show it um anyway so anyway i'm just letting people know thank god that the pink hair is gone to her that brain. when you're there you can walk up go in this beautiful building you walk up steps and you look down to this massive opening maybe a thousand people are looking down uh people on earth would call them the balconies of heaven uh but they have made these places and they can look down they see you on your birthday they see you at christmas they see you get, having babies they see you getting married and I know when my daughter got married in December, I know my dad was watching my grandmother, my great grandmother. Wow. I know Casey's friends who had passed on were all watching from that portal in heaven. But they also go there to declare over you. And oh, here's one right here. Um, I'm hoping we can get out of the plastic. I'm just saying, I'm old school people, okay? I know we have technology, <laughs> but I'm very spur of the moment people. And yeah, I let's look at that. Very spur of the this is a picture and all the little things around this opening are people let me know if you can see it there you go now you can see it. yes wow there's hundreds there or there could be hundreds there yeah. oh, and you, see, you see the columns the big columns right with the blue the blue at the bottom are like a media it's a media source really a monitor it's monitors and the ones on the right of this picture these two different ones will show you You'll begin to see your family member about to get um, born again, <clears throat> and everybody will get a hold of it. Go quickly to a portal, watch your family member get born again, and then the ones on the left, they'll begin to show the faces of those who are about to come home to heaven. That's how they wow. know the gate. So these places are all over heaven, and yes, your family members go up these steps right here. And uh, they look over this big balcony and they'll declare he he on your birthday. They'll sing oh, he to does you. They'll send these petals. He interviews you her every feel Wednesday. Peace when someone's passed. They're throwing peace petals, petals like flower really? petals. Really? Yeah, with the peace of God, they'll fold them over top of you and they'll they'll begin to consume you. And so, yeah, these places are real. This is one of the one of the first places I was taken to in heaven. 
And so, uh, and it's very huge. This place right here would probably hold a thousand. Um, and when, when those thousand people, Kat, when those thousand people are looking, each one of the thousand will see the whole thing as if it's their own movie screen or what? No, it's like they're really here over you. Oh, they're right there. Okay, so they look down. It's, and it's like, like they'd be looking like down on me. You. Like if my dad was watching me right now, it'd be he's right there watching me. Like like not from far away. It won't be far away, okay? It's like they're there, and you can feel their presence sometimes. You may smell their uh, favorite flowers, their cologne. Um, or if you liked cookies or brownies and you begin to smell them baking, that probably means that family member is watching you from here. Yeah, really? Not the truth. <laughs> All right, so this, this um, medium, she says, there's a thin curtain that separates the two worlds, so thin it is almost transparent to some. Uh, the spirit world has no time, no space. We can reach it through the mind. Exactly what she's doing, conjuring all this, conjuring up sorcery, um, consult her familiar spirits and so forth, divination. And travel is just a thought away. Uh, you can go on a sightseeing trip on the planet. Uh, they choose the home. You, you get to choose the home you want to create. In heaven, spirit has endless list of things they do. There's family gatherings, there's walks, swimming, exploring afterlife, meeting new people, playing music. It's like one long, free, relaxing holiday. Sports are played. You know, this is like, you know, we just all want to just go into heaven just right now. We just have no care, no worries, nothing. Nothing was going to happen. I mean, we're going to have... Uh, go to Jello Land for goodness sakes. We can have, um, you know, and I don't know if you noticed, but when we did that other video, and it was, uh, it had Jesus and Santa on her on her t-shirt. Well, you couldn't see it, but later on, and she kind of moved her arm, and you could see that that Santa had um, his arm around Jesus. No, 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 his arm around Jesus, but he had the two fingers like the horns uh, behind Jesus' head. Yeah. So you know, it's just horrible what they do. Uh, talk about pets. Uh, this is the, the, the still the same, the medium. Uh, it, was, it was the presence of Blackie that had brought her peace with the reading, not the message from her husband. The lady didn't care about the husband. She was just happy to know that Blackie was in heaven. Although she said all the messages were appreciated, but the knowing that Blackie was still around brought her true joy. We've been talking about heaven. You've yes. been to heaven thousands of times. Mm -hmm. And this subject I want to start with is one of our favorite episodes, our favorite questions, issues, whatever, it has to do with do pets go to heaven. Now, I just told you off the air, and I wasn't planning on this, but I'm just going to say because we did talk about it. Yes. Uh, my daughter, my beautiful oldest daughter, this day is having to put down wow. her beautiful uh, black lab, which yes. we love, Bella. Mm -hmm. And the question is, do pets go to heaven? And the answer is absolutely yes. And I need to explain that because um, God gave me a revelation on that. He said, a lot of people will argue with you that why would I care? Why would animals go to heaven? And he said, they have a spirit in them. And if it has a spirit, if it's a, if it's a, a creature or an animal, they're going to go to heaven. He said, they're innocent. They didn't sin against me in the garden. Of course, the snake had to give permission. We won't go into that part. But um, 
God said they're innocent. And he said, if you go back to Genesis, he always takes me to the word. Go back to Genesis where it talks about when I was telling Noah to put the animals on the ark. And he said, there's a scripture, he's quoting scripture, this scripture that says that God told Noah to put every animal on the ark that had a spirit of life in them. Wow. Now, then he said, uh, go back into life. Genesis where I made Adam. And he said, word, he and the word made Adam. And he said, Adam was made, his body was perfect. And uh, we all know the word made that body. But the father carries the spirits of life in him. We all live. So. Now, my dog Charlie probably is in heaven. I don't know about the rest of y'all's, but. <laughs> she does twist scripture. She's good at twisting scripture. And I'm sorry I'm having to show so much of her, but um, this man that you see, which has a lot of others underneath him, um, this that ministry, <clears throat> they love her. They send her out on speaking tours all the time. He, he From what I'm seeing online is that every Wednesday he um, interviews her. So just be careful. So now this happened. This is still with, now I'm going to go back to that book with the psyche. Uh, it says, your granddaughter who died before birth is with you. She's showing me she's an angel. Wrong. That's not true. But that's also what these other people are saying, these other prophets out there that, that are opening up portals and stuff. And she's by your side when you need her. Uh, the spirit. Now, you know that there's sometimes there's um, different lying signs and wonders. You already We talked about M.O. and also she carried the gold and the gold dust. We've heard about places that, that have that happen or the gems that happen or... Uh, the feathers that they say are the feathers from from angels, which is lies. Feathers that the angels don't come have with don't have the feathers. So the spirit, this is a psychic. The spirit will often use the same signs, including feathers. Remember the word butterflies, robins, and lights flickering. Mentions animals, birds, dogs, rainbows. Talk about rainbows. Playing with electrical goods, turns TV off and on, moves objects around. Now, to them, that's a great sign. To me, I'm kicking that devil out. Recently, I asked Spirit about this feather phenomenon and how could it be possible. Spirit explained to me that a feather is so easily for them to move as it is literally as light as a feather. <laughs> and Spirit can easily move the energy around it to move it to any place they choose. That's what's happening, these lines, signs, and wonders. Butterflies represents many things to many people, from rebirth to the transition, from life and death, from the cocoon to the caterpillar to the flight and the freedom that is in the final process before the passing of this world. Lightning. We've heard the lightning word several times now, right? Uh, lightning comes from the Father. That's what she even said. Comes from the Father. It's like a million megawatts of love. People actually run to get struck by that lightning. They see rainbows, they see family members, see snow, see family members' smells for baking. It's irrevocable. You're meant to be a baker, make the best brownies or whatever it is you make. Everybody in the neighborhood loves them. Everybody tells you to sell them. When you go home to heaven, you're going to make that. And everybody will have it for free, and everybody will love you. They have rodeos, amusement parks, because people have gifts that do that. Is that right? That's why we have fun in heaven. I want you to know how dangerous and it, this it's is. It's so natural. They walk in heaven this. and here's all the stuff they need to design and to put together something that won't take forever to make it. 
You're going to be a baker as part of your mansion. You have a full-out kitchen with supernatural devices to use and all the supplies you need. And then out in the front, you have a bakery where everybody comes by to eat your stuff. Jesus will visit you regularly. So he's saying why I don't cook? He has a sweet tooth. That's why he liked honeycomb. Remember when he served on the beach? To his disciples, remember he served them a meal? He gave them what? Fish and... Say honey. <laughs> Jesus, she says, has a sweet tooth. Where did his cousin eat? Locusts and... It ran in the family. Say, I'm in the family. Now I know why I have a sweet tooth. Oh, my goodness. That's why we have donuts. But uh, in heaven, almost nobody wears makeup. But there is something they do do. Again, it goes back to the gemstones. You can go to salons in heaven... And um, they will put designs on your face. How about that? Wow. With gemstones. With the gemstones, they make beautiful designs. And they can also go on down your arm also. People love gemstones in heaven because they represent the fathers. One of the fathers' images It's the stones of fire. So you don't need makeup in heaven. Uh, your hair gets diamond dust and emerald dust put on it. Uh, for big celebrations they have in heaven. Again, it reflects the glory of the Father and the light, or the light coming from the Father when you wear it. So, Continue on with what she says. In heaven, God gives you the desires of your heart. You learn to fly like Superman. If you don't know how to fly, you go to heaven. He'll teach you how to fly because Christopher Reeve made it to heaven. All right. He's good looking and all. Uh, Almighty God, the Father, is a, has, he's a huge white Caucasian man with long flowing white hair and a very neatly cut mustache and a beautiful blue eyes. Uh, saw Jesus playing a game of golf, she says. Oh, and Jesus has a brand new Harley Davidson. Oh. <laughs> Here's another one. Remember the butterfly. Yeah. I'll, I'll share this visitation that I had last week. And because the Lord continued to talk about it with me today. Last week when I was in the spirit, he, the Holy Spirit often takes me uh, into heaven. Mm -hmm. And so he brought me into this place, beautiful place in heaven where I saw the father. And the father was enormous, like bigger than a giant. I was like tiny, tiny, like an inch tall. Mm -hmm. And he, he leaned down and picked me up and put me on his shoulder. And he brought me into this beautiful room. Now, this this huge, huge room in the middle of the room was a, a treasure chest. And brimming out of this treasure chest was all treasures, gold, all different forms of golden things, all pouring out of this treasure chest. And he put me down beside it. Because I'm little tiny and here's this big treasure chest. And so the Lord said, this is the treasure chest of my glory. And this wow. is the room that holds the treasure chest of my glory. Everything you need is in this treasure chest. What the Lord's been doing with me since I've seen you is he's been sending me forth to go to different places and open portals. In okay. Yeah. So that his glory has access to pour up. Yes. Okay. And when those, have you seen, so when those 
portals open, are they over like an entire town, a region? Are they, you know, within a certain small radius over just a, a building, let's say? Or does it just depend? It depends. Okay. Um, when I went to do the gathering, uh, Dolores and Dennis O'Brien, they mm -hmm. host the gathering. Yeah. And so I went there in Casa Mesa, California, like about a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And prior to going there, the Holy Spirit had brought me in the spirit. Uh, Jesus appeared to me and took me on a ride on a beautiful butterfly <laughs> wow. over the West Coast. And as I was flying over the West Coast, I saw all these portals. Uh, they weren't large. Uh, they were, you know, maybe about a foot in circumference or more. Just oh, like wow. that. Going straight up and then another one coming straight down. But they were all over the place. There were a lot of them. It wasn't wow. just one. There were lots of them all up and down the West Coast. And so then while we were at the gathering, we were worshiping. And Charlie Jordan, who's the bass player that used to be the bass player for Kim Clement. Uh-huh. Oh, he led us into this wonderful, wonderful declaration over and over, chanting the name Jesus over and over and over. Wow. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, what he just led you into was a Jericho march oh. that was taking down the wall the enemy put up yeah. that was taking the freedom and the liberty from the people on the West, the whole West Coast. Wow. This wasn't just California. He showed me the whole West Coast. And then he said to me, what I showed you of those portals coming down and going up, he said, that's happening right now. There were about 900 people present. He showed me that all those people that were present were getting filled and marinated and saturated with his glory. That when they left, literally the glory that was on them shooting the up Shekinah, into heaven. Which is not a God. That's what I saw in that vision, which I didn't realize it until he showed me. They were being sent to open portals all up and down wow. the whole West Coast. Stay away from my house. And why does God want a portal? Okay, because the mm -hmm. heavens are opened. And when he told me, he said, when you have a portal opened, your prayers quickly, without any resistance, come to the throne room. And quickly, with no resistance, the prayers can be answered. God's angels come to the earth and they can quickly help us and answer our prayers. We see in Daniel chapter 10, Daniel had no open heaven. He had no portal where he was. And it says he prayed and the angel finally got to him after 21 days of his praying and fasting. And then the angel said, wow, the minute you prayed, God heard your prayer. But I couldn't get the answer to you because the prince of Persia, the demon ruling in the second heaven over that region, resisted him. So he couldn't get through with the answer. Mm -hmm. This is why God wants portals yes. opened all over so his glory can pour out. And not only can our prayers be answered, we can have heavenly visitations. We can go in, we can go and visit with God. I mean, if people in the scripture days could, you know, Enoch could go from here to there. Well, how were they doing that? That was probably yes. through portals and time travel yes. in that fashion. Yes. Yes. Wow. And, and God's plan is for the portals. All portal, Listen to this. Where they all join together as one big portal. Oh, make it one the big world. Right. And that's going to mark that great end time revival. So right. what, this is God's strategy huh, to begin 
that wonderful revival that we've been praying for and we've heard the prophets proclaim is coming. And I'm telling you, it's here. <laughs> it's starting. Okay, so here's, here's some problems. Not my butterfly. So here's the problem. So all of these um, prophets that are all being connected here and waking, awakening all these people that are always listening to them, teaching them how to open all these little portals so that eventually one big portal can be open, just like CERN. So then guess what? Because then they're going to say, then just like the NAR, then Jesus can come down because it's because we're so wonderful and we've done all this and we've opened all the heavens to be opened up so that Jesus can return because it's because of us, because we're so righteous, we're so holy, we're so wonderful. That's what they're teaching them. That's what they're teaching them. So they're, 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 they're opening portals. This is not a joke. They're opening portals. That's why I say stay away from my house. I don't want you to open a portal over my house. That's demonic. I will not adhere to it. But we have Christians that are doing this. They're learning how to do this. They're learning how to astral project. All these horrible things that they're, do, that they're teaching them. So this is what's going on in Christendom right now. So then eventually we're going to have these portals, and eventually it's become one great big portal. Therefore, Jesus can return. And guess what? Many are going to be caught up in that strong delusion, and it's going to be a cosmic Christ. And we have to be a voice to speak that's not Jesus. We cannot be caught off guard believing the lie and the deception. That's why it's so important that I'm able to share this with you so that you can be watchful. I know this seems crazy, silly to us that are listening to it here and probably many that are watching online. Because we have common sense, for one. Number two, we know the word. And number three, that's not the way this works. But there's many that don't believe, don't know that. And so they're believing the lie. Uh, this one man says, the glory portals of heaven are opening over cities, shut down the enemy, and bring in the harvest. So they're thinking they're going to bring in this great revival. You know, I've, I've talked about um, when we used to do crusades and we go to all these cities and they used, they would say this prophet came in and that prophet came in and says, right here in this city, this is where revival, the great revival is going to begin. And after about the fifth one, I started saying, hmm, I guess this is where the bombs land first then. Because that's what's going to start a revival. It's not going to be because we are so wonderful as Christians. And we, are, we have done all this work so that Jesus can return and we can have one great big party and eat jello and, you know, cotton candy and have baked goods and go sit on God's lap and go up and down from heaven and get on our unicorn and ride him back down. Uh, that's, what they're, that's the kind of thing that they're teaching them. And they really believe that. Yes, it's just fantasy. It's just mysticism in the smallest degree. It's bigger. It says, I saw heavenly portals being created in different cities, for those who are familiar with the term. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> um, portal defines a doorway, a gate, or other entrance, especially a large and elaborate one. By the way, 
Do you know that um, mystics, mediums, uh, those into divination, wiccas, um, those that are wizards, necromancers, do you know many times they go to caves to open up a portal? Yeah. I didn't bring that information, but I've, I've read, I've had to do my research. So that's what they're doing. Um, these doors and windows of, are of heaven, I'm referring to, are like the ones in the Bible. Bethel, for example. Example, Cities under an open heaven are coming. Those cities will connect each other in a network. I saw lights as I was flying above the U.S., seeing cities lit up in the darkness. God will connect those cities through a supernatural highway. I saw that favor, provision, mantles, and glory will flow between these cities for the revival that is coming. Nothing that these prophets are saying is the word repent. Nothing they are saying, you wicked, wicked generation. They're not speaking the truth. They're tickling the ears. That's what they're doing. They think that Christians have no sin. They're wonderful. And whatever we desire, whatever we ask for is going to happen. There's a supernatural highway that will create a net across the nation for the harvest, like a lightning bolt. It will strike, causing a fast connection between the portals. Ministers from glory portals in other cities will minister in each other's open heaven, each, other, each other's open portal city, bringing something new from heaven. Many, yes, many suddenly doors will open where you will participate or minister in these portals, and you could just ask your project and go there. That's what you can do. You getting disgusted yet? I don't think you are. I've got more. A church this recently took down the cross because they decided that they would teach we are the cross. Another says, I don't need to preach Jesus today. The Shekinah's here. Another worshiping and calling on angels, not the Holy Spirit, not the Lord. Another teaching Jesus is the pie in the sky. Ask for whatever you want. Yeah. I can tell you one thing, whatever you want to call me. My name's Leslie. That's my middle name. I guess you could call me my first name, Pamela, but I don't look like a Pamela. I'm Leslie Johnson. I don't have to have a title. I'm a Christian. I believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is my God. I bow to Him. I worship Him. I sing praise and worship to Him. That's who I will bow to. We've all sinned, and unfortunately, we're still sinners. We can blot our name out of the book. We can choose to not have him as our God anymore. So it can be taken out. But these people teaching these blasphemous things, teaching people how to open the portals, how to astroproject, how to hear the voices, how to open up the portal from their head. It's lies. 
how to have these lying signs and wonders in your church where we're going to worship the gems more than we do Jesus. Get on fire for the Lord, people. It's time to start teaching and preaching the truth. Because if you don't, many are going to be damned. And many will find their place in hell, along with these big-name ministers, because they have preached the lie. They are preaching a cosmic Christ. And maybe I'll bring you some revelation about that here in a couple of weeks. But that's what they're doing. CERN's part of the problem, but unfortunately, that's, that's a big problem. But we have people that are learning how to open up their own little portal and travel back and forth and tell Jesus what they want and what to do. Or go to the throne and I just need that heart or I need that lemonade or I need that popcorn or whatever they need to bring it down. You have the candy. I got a sweet tooth. While Jesus is going to say, that's okay. Come on up here, Leslie. Here you go. Here's your big donut. We've all sinned. and We come short of the glory of God. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. You know, I believe a lot of these ministers started off right. I don't know where they turned. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they're all getting in their own little network believing this lie. I don't know why they're taking it around the globe. Uh, we saw when we were in Honduras some of this kind of stuff, didn't we, Tony? Already we saw some of this happening. What minister came to them? I want to find out. I'm, I'm very upset about what's happening, not just here in America, but across the globe. We went to Pakistan. Same thing. Churches we ministered in. Like, what are they doing? That's Kundalini over there. That's the Shekinah over there. What are they doing? Why are they worshiping that? Why are they thinking they could just, you know, this, this does a great disservice, especially to these poor countries. They're believing in a false Jesus. And all they can do is maybe have a meal a week. Why? We have these other ministers that can just go up and down from heaven and be fulfilled with all the sweets, all the brownies, whatever they like to have. They're going to be very disappointed. They're going to turn from Jesus because they're teaching them a false Jesus instead of the true Jesus. And they're not going to ever want to hear the name Jesus again. Shame on them. If, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that shall be saved. For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with a mouth is confession unto salvation. Also, you need to repent. That means turn from your wicked way. And if you can, get water baptized. Pray with me and all of those that are here, all of those that are watching online. Bow your heads and pray. We can never say this enough. And we need to learn how to lead someone else to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Christ, the Son of the living God, who died on the cross, arose three days later, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. I accept his blood to wash away sins.
Write my name in the book of life. Keep me holy. Save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. I do have a YouTube channel called TrainTheProphets.com. I encourage you to go there, watch the messages, subscribe, and also click on like and share. Help build up this ministry, TrainTheProphets.com. Also, you can become a minister member by clicking on this form and filling it out and getting it to us. Click on share this with all your friends. Click on that you like this message. This is an important message that needs to go out. You can also donate by clicking on the link below. And also, if you just accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then contact us at spiritofprophecychurch.com. We'd like to know that you're part of the family. If you have comments or questions, we'd like to know. Spirit of contact at Spirit of Prophecy Church. God bless you each and every one of you. Is there anyone here in this room that has a question or a comment? Come up to the microphone. I'll take a couple of them real quick. Quickly. Make sure it's on. My only comment was, I noticed the things that she kept saying, oh, this is there and this is there. That's all earthly desires. Yes. We're not supposed to have that in heaven. No. So she is completely off track. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Romans 2.11 says that God is no respecter of persons. How is it that certain special people get to see certain special things when nobody else can. Right. To me, that alone is the red flag. And then just like what Michelle just said, there's there's too much earth in what they're saying yeah. because that's that's not what we go to. We don't go to a half earth, half heaven. Right. It, the, the word tells us it's totally different. So if God is not going to make any one of us, of his, of his children, one over the other where what makes that true this is the part of the danger because people think that they're they're looking at some kind of leader they say they must be so close to jesus <clears throat> so close to the father that they i've got to become more like them so that i can have part of that well either what they're saying is a lie or the word of god is a lie yes. so which which is true <laughs> see so you can't take you can't take this scripture to make it be. No. You can't make this scripture or this sentence make it be. No. You can't change a word here and there to make it be, right? Right. So that's why, in other words, it's so dangerous. That's why I'm saying if you don't know the word, at least have some common sense. So at least the, have some common sense about all this. If the word of God is the truth and it makes us free, then that has to be a lie. That's right. It has it to is. be, period. Huge lie. Stan, would you talk about CERN right quick? Can you? Can you come up here real quick? Before we stop, give us just a couple more minutes. We'll finish our finish out today. Do you want me to talk about what has happened? I just happened? want you to make a comment about CERN related to some of this that I've talked okay, about. Okay, I got you, got you. <clears throat> so they have this 17-mile 
circumference 574 feet below earth big pipe and it sends plasma counterclockwise and also clockwise at the same time so that they meet and they collide and hence they call it the Large Hadron Collider. And what it's supposed to be looking for is the Higgs boson which is the thing that is the point of creation. Now they say that they found it some three or four years ago yet they're still spending billions of dollars more. They've already spent ten billion dollars. It's the largest machine on the planet and probably the most expensive one. Now why? So that they can find the Higgs boson but they say they already found it. So that they can make plasma collide. And if you believe that we've got some coastal property in Kansas for sale too. I don't believe it. I don't know exactly what it's doing. I don't know for certain but in that it's right next to Switzerland which is sort of like the home of the Moloch and Ball worshippers my suspicion is that it is to open portals. Even some of their own scientists have openly said that they think it will be opening some portals. Some of them claim it's already opened portals. In this uh, clip you saw earlier where the clouds were just going like kind of in a circle is going right into a cloud uh, someone sent that to me and that was opened up right above CERN. Now in the Bible Revelation 9 1 says I saw an angel fall from the earth a star fall from the earth which is an angel to him was given the key of the bottomless pit and he opened the bottomless pit the rose of smoke out of the pit is the smoke of the great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth. And of course those locusts are bad characters. Sting men for five months. Some people think that that bottomless pit will be CERN that they open up. Some people think that. I do not know for certain. I know for certain that there will be a bottomless pit opened up and those locusts are going to sting everybody that does not have the seal of God in the forehead. I suspect it may be CERN. Now there's something worse. CERN also releases strangelets. What? Okay, here's the thing. You can't contain a strangelet. It goes straight to the center of the earth and it accumulates there. And they say that after it accumulates so much, it begins to cause things like earthquakes, volcanoes, uh, platelet shifts on Earth. Remember in the last days, there will be earthquakes in diverse places, various places around the Earth. And then another scripture says, and the, 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 the 24 elders which sat on their seats fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, we give thee thanks, Lord God Almighty, which art and was and shall be. For thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned, and the nations are angry. The time is that thou should judge that should that the time has arrived that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints, near fear of thy name, both small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. Now I do not know, but I suspect a large part of that destruction is going to be coming from the high technology from the fallen ones. Those people that sin was found in them. 
Some of their high technology, in my opinion, is probably things like CERN, like uh, time machines, the looking glass, scalar wave, clone machines. They have technology that is so far, far beyond our even, we, we can't even guess at what kind of technology they have. That's what they convinced Eve to take the fruit because she was looking for wisdom. They were building the Tower, the tower of Babel to get wisdom, a big radio to hear from the demons. So they've been hearing from demons. They built this big CERN, and I, for one, am praying against it. And now we have these Christian leaders that are teaching about people portals. that are how to open their own portals. That's right. So it all fits together, doesn't it? And it all is going to be eventually, like she said, portals all around the globe till we have one big portal. That's our logo. Huh? Yeah, that's our logo. Six six six. I've got a, I've got a program, Prophecy Club. I, I <laughs> do this thing called Prophecy Club. It was out. It might have been this week, if or the last week, and it's called "Did CERN or Will CERN Destroy the Earth?" And it's got like twenty-two thousand views just on YT. I can't say the word. Uh, other places, but it also got us. I, I dare say not the word, but the FB place. Okay, we were getting seven to twenty thousand, even up to forty thousand. Uh, views on FB until they put a strike on there. That's the wrong word. Uh, they they fact-checked it from independent fact-checkers, and they said some of the information was not correct. Click here to find out more. So I clicked here to find out more. But, oh, that was down. We couldn't find out anymore. But I also noticed that our, our views have dropped from ten to 400,000 down to around a hundred on because FB. They have, they aren't FB. Anyway. So, yeah, probably should. See, we don't have freedom to speak. Okay, now if, if I was telling. Get, yeah, you told me I couldn't say people's word names, so. Anyway, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for watching online. Thank you for being a voice now to speak to others about the truth. And God bless you. We'll see you next week.